Welcome back to the Hemingway List Podcast for another day of poetry. Another day of poetry. Sir William Davenant was our poet. Uh, not Didn't make much of an impression on me, unfortunately, but um, a couple of comments nonetheless. Tomorrow's poet... Tomorrow's poet... My mouth's not agreeing with my brain at the moment. Um, is uh, what's his name? John Milton. And John Milton has thirty-six poems in this book. So as of tomorrow, we might. I might. I'll see. I'll see. I think I'll probably break it up into a couple of days, but I'll. Tr- I won't break it up into five or six days. I'll do it over two days or maybe three days. Um, Alright. An Orbade, as the poem was called, I think it was called The Orbade, or, or just Orbade. An Orbade, says Tecrific, is from the French. It's a song or poem in praise of the dawn. But I cannot help of thinking about another poem by that name by Philip Larkin. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Orbade. Okay. I work all day and get half drunk at night, walking at four to soundless dark. I stare in time. The curtain edges will grow light. Till then I see what's really always there, unresting death, a whole day nearer now, making all thought impossible. But how and where and when I shall myself die? Arid interrogation, yet the dread of dying and being dead flashes afresh to hold and horrify the mind blanks, the glare, not in remorse, the good not done, the love not given, time torn off, unused, nor wretchedly, because an only life can take so long to climb. Clear of its wrong beginnings, and may never, but at the total emptiness forever, the sure extinction that we travel to and shall be lost in always, not to be here, not to be anywhere, and soon nothing more terrible, nothing more true. This is a special way of being afraid. No tricks dispels religion used to try that vast moth-eaten musical brocade created to pretend we never die and spacious stuff that says no rational being can fear a thing it will not feel nor seeing that this is what we fear. No sight, no sound, no touch or taste or smell, nothing to think with, nothing to love or link with the anaesthetic from which none come round. And so it stays just on the edge of vision, a small unfocused blur, a standing chill that slows each impulse down to indecision. Most things may never happen, this one will, and realisation of it rages out in furnace fear when we are caught without. People or drink courage is no good, it means not scaring others, being brave, lets no one off the grave. Death is no different wind than withstood. Wind at than withstood. Slowly, light strengthens and the room takes shape. It stands plain as a wardrobe. What we know, we have always known, know that we can't escape, yet can't accept. One side will have to go. Meanwhile, telephones crouch, getting ready to ring in locked-up offices and all the uncaring, intricate and rented world begins to rouse. The sky is white as clay with no sun. Work has to be done. Postmen like doctors go from house to house. There you go. 
Thank you for the poem recommendation, Tech. We've only got one poem to read tonight, so I figured, hey, let's uh, let's dive in. Philip Larkin with another poem called Orbade. Another definition, says Swim, is the Orbade is quite simply a song or poem about lovers parting at dawn. Lovers parting at dawn. Okay, so like lovers is in like sounds like a one night lovers kind of thing, you know, one night only, and then they part at dawn. Larkin's poem has no lovers, though. Incidentally, it was always is his pu- last. It was also his last published poem. Davenant's poem fits the above de- definition. Internet tells us that Sir William Davenant, a flamboyant poet and dramatist, claimed that he was the illegitimate son of Shakespeare. His life was full of drama. He killed a tapster in a tavern brawl, participated in the army plot against Parliament, and was blockade runner during the civil wars. He was knighted by Charles I in 1643, but upon the king's execution was imprisoned in the tower from 1650 till 1652. Davenant was permitted to produce operas in the 1650s, when plays were forbidden, and after the restoration in 1660, he adapted several of Shakespeare's plays. He died in 68 after losing his nose to syphilis, and he's buried in the Poets' Corner in Westminster Abbey. Cases for and against the Shakespeare's son's claim can be found. Huh. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. He probably wasn't, but it's a good, uh, it's a good little selling point for yourself, isn't it? A little rumour. Tonight's poet is Edmund Whaler, and there's actually three poems, not one. Don't know why I thought it was one. Born 1606, died 1687, 81 years old, not bad. On a girdle, that which her slender waist confined shall now my joyful temples bind, no monarch, but would give his crown, his arms might do what this has done. It was my heaven's extremest sphere, the pale which held that lovely dear, my joy, my grief, my hope, my love, did all within this circle move, a narrow compass, and yet there dwelt all that's good and all that's fair. Give me but what this riband bound takes, all the rest the sun goes round. This one's called Go Lovely Rose. Go Lovely Rose, tell her that wastes her time in me, that now she knows when I resembled her to thee, how sweet and fair she seems to be, tell her that's young and shuns to have her graces spied the haddest thou sprung in deserts where no men abide thou must have uncondemned died small is the worth of beauty from the light retired bid her come forth suffered herself to be desired and not blush so to be admired then die that she the common fate of all things rare may read in thee how small a part of time they share that are so wondrous, sweet and fair. Old age. The seas are quiet when the winds give over. So calm are we when passions are no more. For then we know how vain it was to boast of fleeting things so certain to be lost. Clouds of affection from our younger eyes conceal the emptiness which age descries. The soul's dark cottage, battered and decayed, lets in new light through chinks that time hath made. Stronger by weakness, wiser men become as they draw near to their eternal home. 
leaving the old both worlds at once they view that stand upon the threshold of the new. Very cool. Alright, that's Edmund Waller. Waller. Waller? Waller? Um, cool. Thanks for listening, folks. See you tomorrow.